Hello and welcome to another episode of E-Commerce Delivered, a podcast brought to you by the people of Push On. My name's Johnny Mangus and I'm your host and my guest today is the lovely John Cotton. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Johnny. Not a problem. Are you are you pumped for this, yeah? Yeah, very much so. I'm uh, excited to hear what you what questions you've put together yeah. today. On a scale of 1 to 10, John, how excited are you? At least... Uh... A twelve, even though yeah. that's Im- impossible. I was looking for something off the scale to be honest. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I'd have had to uh, try and pump some more enthusiasm into you. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, John, um, I know who you are. You know, I stare at your face pretty much most days of the week. Mm-hmm. But for the people join this podcast and who are aware of who you are, what you do, why you're in here with me today, uh, maybe it's worth giving just a bit about uh, who you are and what you do at Push On. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm head of business development for the development side of the business which is uh, solely Magento we're a Magento house we, we're a multi-service uh, e-commerce agency so we do uh, consultancy and marketing pieces SEO paid media such as that but my um, area of expertise is, is very much development um, coming from a, an enterprise software background so I'm a really first point of call um, for uh, RFPs or any new business or prospects conversations networking bit of speaking um, obviously going to exhibitions uh, and, and uh, not just that but uh, very much communicating with the the great ecosystem of partners and technology partners that that e-commerce has um, we see each other quite frequently actually at exhibitions we all work very closely together so I'm very much kind of the uh, to the conduit between a lot of elements within the business in terms of te- uh, from, from prospects all the way through to new business before they get handed over to um, account and project management, for example, uh, and just point of first point of call um, within the business for for the um, initial discussions. So the theme today of the podcast and the reason we brought you in, John, is to talk about you know the big conversation which is in the industry and certainly within the Magento community that the Magento One platform, which has been around for what ten years or so now, mm-hmm. um, in its current uh, version. That sunsetting, I mean, what does that mean, first of all, for, for us as an agency and second of all, for, for clients using the platform? Yeah, so you, you're quite right. Um, I think the first thing to, to, to say about Magento One or anyone who's still on the Magento platform is it's had a good innings. Um, it's been around for, for 12 years. Um, so it's been there and obviously with, with any piece of software, it's going to have... Um, a shelf life in terms of its functionality before a new version needs to be created and that in terms of software that's that's a long time mm. um, so it was necessary um, there's quite a lot of variables throughout the market in terms of why it needed to, to, to move forward it's still built on PHP so it's in the same language but it's essentially a completely new piece of kit okay so the sunset date uh, <laughs> so there was um, there was a few different iterations. We we the information coming out of Magento, but it's very different. I appreciate where Magento were at in a way because they were being bought out for one, mm-hmm. and so it's very difficult when you're dealing with such a vast community of Magento users to actually set a solid date that's going to make. Not everyone's going to panic, but yeah, when yeah. you still need to actually set that that kind of that that date mm. um, as a hard stop, as it were. Um, so that now is very much June 2020. We can completely confirm that. Um, uh, and uh, what does that mean for, for a Magento user? So th- there's two ways of thinking. So one, it's not going to be turned off. So if you're thinking that, that's not going to be true. But if you're a transactional business and look, we've just been through this whole GDPR piece. Um, 
in terms of being secure as a business and and, and going through the right um, behaviours is crucially important for anyone who's audited or wants to function as a, as a professional business. So what's going to be lost when it's unset is uh, things like security patches and updates. Yeah. They're no longer going to be available direct, so they'd be potentially available in the community, but that's a very... Uh, what other words to say? Quite a dodgy way of doing it, as it as it were. Yeah. Um, so, because that's not going to happen, so to me, it would be unthinkable to re- rely on that and have a transactional business online in things of security, data breaches, whatever it may be. Um, it's incredibly important if you're transacting online, more so than any other, almost any other industry online in terms of websites. That it's crucial that you that you're secure as possible. Yeah, and how do you deal with clients? Um, and I'll certainly come up in in my line of work as well. You know, ones who kind of recently platformed, you know, in the last sort of three or four years, and like their platform, feel it's a good secure um, product to work on. And now, you know, they're getting towards that sunset date, and they're thinking, mm. I've got to go for it all again. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> there's a level of empathy that's got yeah. that's got to come in in there. I mean, um, we're not. Magento, we're privy to the information that is released to us as a as a as a certified partner. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we 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 have to roll with the punches, as does everyone. Um, Magento, obviously, a vast organisation, they've got to make best bus- the best businesses decisions for them. Yeah, that's changed now as well because of Adobe have bought them out uh, within the last year. So that's going to change their roadmap. It actually makes them more more robu- robust business. But we can come on to that as a mm-hmm. separate point if you so wish. Um, so what it means is, yes, unfortunately, it means that 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 um, of course there's going to be huge uh, question internally or, or meetings that are going to be need to be have with the correct stakeholders about do we need to migrate? The answer is if you're going from M1 to M2, I would I would stress yes, you do. Um, but you're going to get in terms of ROI, yes, it's 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 further investment that you might not have uh, prophesized or pre-seen. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately, Magento are doing it for the benefit of the community and the benefit of merchants wanting to, to be better online. Mm. So I suppose that leads me to the next question, and what's what's new on M2? So, yeah, various stuff. Like I said, it's um, it's built on P- PHP. A bit of a misconception is that it's, that it's uh, a kind of a, an evolution just to migrate from M1 to M2, and it's sim- relatively simplistic. The language is the same, but it is effectively a rebuild of the platform. There's no way of getting around that as an agency. To uh, corroborate that, in a way, we've had to put our developers through new exams for Magento 2. So mm-hmm. it's a separate exam. So to become certified, you need X amount of front and back end developers within your agency to, to maintain your certification with Magento. Yeah, it's a really good point because I mentioned to you before about how much does it change agencies as well as clients. You know, as an agency ourselves, we've had to go through such a, a big change in a way, you know. Incredibly. So... incredibly. I, I mean, it, it's it's um, important that we upskill, not just for that platform but for example if you were to entertain a, another platform or a different e-commerce agency in there it's a huge job to upskill mm. so the, the the decision that push on is made because of the opportunity with magento 2 and that's not let's face it there's a huge commercial opportunity for uh-huh. an agency with magento 2 because you know the businesses are going to have to migrate and that's great for an agency there's no there's no way of getting around that and yeah, i wouldn't yeah. suggest otherwise but at the same time, we're going to have to upskill. We're putting through the exams, the investment we have to make. Mm. Um, we run Magento meetups in the north, which are very successful. Um, I think they're one of the most successful in the country in terms of attendees. They're agency agnostic. We get other agencies there, developers, so on and so forth. But going back to your point, what what's new in, in M2? Uh, the fact it's a, a new platform, improved UX, improved checkout options, 
one of the most important uh, differentiators versus other platforms is without doubt the native B2B platform. Mm -hmm. Within there, it's very much a first of its kind in terms of of its usability and how that will change the B2B market. Um, so because that's native out of the box for commerce, then then that means that this transition... I mean, the biggest thing with B2B is um, the growth of millennials, for example. You look at someone like Under Armour, they've got an incredibly young workforce. Mm-hmm. So the expectation of, of, of the millennial... I'm not necessarily a fan of that terminology, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, but that age group um, is is that their expectation, their technology is a lot more savvy than than even I would be at 37 because Certainly. they've grown up in a different generation. So B2B commerce is, my point is B2B commerce is becoming very similar to B2C. There's there's, there's that journey. Yeah, the lines are definitely blurred. Yeah, certainly uh, blurred. So Magento have clearly spotted that. Uh, the ability versus, for example, Shopify Plus, they need separate admin um, user panels to manage each one for yeah. B2C even. So the fact that Magento 2 can do multi-storefront under a single license and do a hybrid of B2C and B2B is hugely important, mm. especially for companies that, that want that B2C and B2B or just B2B. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, bearing that in mind, what are the important considerations when looking to migrate to Magento 2? Well, yeah, so the the first thing is um, obviously to take stock from, from where you are. Um, I mean, it's always helpful for us as an agency if an RFP or an RFQ is released to us um, based on um, where that business currently sits in terms of the way they're, they're set up in terms of their technology stack and the technology they use. Yeah. Um, I mean, people ask me, "What do you do for a living, John?" And if you say build websites, that's 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 not really a part. That's not a clear picture of what we do because we build businesses. Because quite a lot of the businesses we have don't have bricks and mortar, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a website; it's yeah, their yeah. livelihood, it's their brand, and 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 they need complete control. So one of the key elements, therefore, is is making sure all the platforms in the business are integrated, for example, into Magento 2 are the ones that need to be in terms of push and pull of data, speaking to each other, and that's where we we certainly excel on those part, parts. Mm. I have mean, a huge amount of experience with integrations and third parties who manage those, people like NetSuite, uh, BrightPearl, ERP, CRMs, um, you know, vast amount of experience. So it's the mapping out of um of the project and understanding across the board what a business does is really important to us mm-hmm. so if those can be clarified to begin with it makes the the potential success of a project far greater because do you find a lot of time when when someone make a decision that they want to migrate onto magento too everything comes into question such as the the design of the site the structure of it the user journey and then your erp system crms all that different yeah, types I'm, of stuff it's, so. a, it's a really good point i mean if you've been on Magento One or another platform, it's and and you feel your brand might be dated, or it could be modernised as the better way of doing yeah. things. Then it's certainly it's an opportunity to, to 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 move your brand and your 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 product or your or your offering and business forward um, and mm. bring it up to date or fu- more you know the the terminology future proof. So not just up to date for now with some forethought, we can maintain that to years to come with with good UX, good design, good functionality everything that you'd expect from a decent agency um but sure it's it's a good opportunity to to look at those things as a business and let's not forget it you know if you're on magento one you know let's 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 be realistic it is an opportunity to 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 review what platform that yeah. you use as a market and what's best for you as a business yes Quite, it, you know 
I mean, they call, some people call it migration. You know, some people sort of don't like that word and say it's actually it's just a rebuild, but it's a complete rethink, I suppose, as an opportunity for a client to do that because, like you said before, it's not just about building a website. There's so much that connects into that, some of the things that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And all these things, you know, the magnifying glasses put onto them as they want to migrate platforms because they'll ask themselves a question, you know, is, is this what, what we want? Is it an opportunity now to do this rather than do it as a phase two or a phase three because it's a key piece of work we need to think about now? Yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you an example. Um, a Magento One user came to me, a commerce user, and at the enterprise version, um, they'd had uh, their, their, their current Magento One set website. They basically wanted us to replicate. They were happy with the branding. It has, uh, it is really good branding. Mm-hmm. The website was good um, across the board, but the re- their motivator was they knew they had to migrate because it's sunsetting, mm-hmm. which is fine, which is a great motivator, but they were happy, which is good to see at the same time. There was nothing dramatically wrong with a, with, with a lot. One of the things they did do, however, is... If you're engaging with an agency, you've almost got to allow them to, to kind of their expertise to kick in. So, for example, if someone they came to me and said, "Look, we've got a, 107 extensions within the site currently. Can you replicate them?" Yeah. And my response was, "Well, why do you want us to replicate them? Why, why don't we go away and actually see if there's a better way of doing it? Reducing yeah. the extensions, mm. which a knock-on effect is reducing your risk, reducing the amount of technical support time that you need to mm. maintain those extensions, and so so forth. It's a very much a cascade approach. So, again, going back to the fact that it, it's 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 quite refreshing, or it should be for everybody to take a, not a clean slate, but yeah. but certainly make some." Some in in some cases some major improvements to the way of work. So in addition to actually talking about the benefits of M2, John, how do you go about making partner recommendations? You touched on some of the areas uh, that might want to plug into this site, such as functionality and and uh, integrations. How do you approach that conversation? Yeah, I think I think it's best to go back to the embryonic stage of. Uh, so if someone wants wants to work with us, and we've kind of um, we've agreed that the first part of a project is called is always the functional specification project for development. So it's typically a six-day piece of work. It's a ring fence piece of work, so it de-risks it for both sides. It means that we're not going to a client going, we think you know, we know what you want, it's this much. That's not really giving anyone else assurances. If I was the client, I'd want to be proven. I want it proving to me that I know what the, the, the agency knows what I'm talking about and actually reports that back to me. So mm-hmm. I can go, yes, exactly, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So... That's what I want. So the functional specification is a six-day piece of work. Um, one of those days is typically spent in our offices in Manchester, and it's with all stakeholders. And, and the important thing there is that we get under the skin of the, of the client uh, that we're working with, and we talk about all these things that we're talking about today, design UX, wireframes, marketing, how, uh, technical SEO, how that plugs into a development project, not forgetting that we're a full e-commerce agency so we have the marketing side to the business but even if someone's just engaging us on the development side it offers peace of mind that we definitely know what we're talking about in terms of technical seo because that's a really important milestone in terms of maintaining authority for mm-hmm. a development build um so yeah that's the embryonic stage so the deliverable of, of that initial foundation piece is that we present that back to the client and that gives a finite time scales finite deliverables and cost, importantly, mm-hmm. so it can be can be budgeted for. So we we can't give a finite. We can't give those finite details unless you spec it first. Yeah, you know, any anyone who does that, I'd go to the extent where it would 
you, I'd call it a miss sell because it's impossible to know what those mm. are until you really get into the nitty gritty of a requirement. So we present that back. That then goes through two iterations um, and then it gets signed off and then we crack on with the build. Now, as part of that process as well, going back to your original question, Johnny, is where do we plug in um, extensions, tech partners, who we think is going to be. So we have partner contracts with all these. So, But we only introduce people on relevance. So if they're looking for an ERP, for example, and we think Brightpill are going to be particularly relevant or they want um, uh, an email system not... Uh, Acknowledging the fact that that these companies are no longer just email, people like Dot Digital, they're far more than that these days. Um, we can introduce those people to talk to them and 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 have their own conversations. Nostu, Clavu, Klarna, UK Fast for hosting, um, a great partner of ours. Um, that's where it comes down to the 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 uh, the um, the ecosystem of e-commerce is great. We know mm. these people can pick up the phone and we can make those recommendations, but always based on relevance so would never proffer a third party unless we thought they were doing uh, 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 the correct job for that particular requirement yeah because it wouldn't do us any any well it wouldn't make sense for us to do so because we want the best thing to work for the client in order it makes yeah. our lives easier and one thing certainly i found in my experience about working with trusted partners uh, who are part of that you know really tight-knit magento community and ones that we have relationships with it allows us almost to solve problems quicker. You know, when we do have the site and we're supporting the website, if we're working with somebody who's we've never really particularly heard of and we don't understand the way they work, it can sometimes be a bit of a, a blocker sometimes if you just can't pick up the phone and speak to that person. Yeah, and especially, I mean, working with um, third parties on integrations, for example, you've got to trust them because you're you're giving time scales that can easily be pushed back based on not your fault, on a third yes, party's yeah, yeah. fault, mm. if they're not adhering to time scales. Um, yeah. Same with things like content or or, or, or things. So, some some elements of builds are always going to be pushed back on the client, or they're going to be pushed back on a third party potentially. So, the last thing you want in the is it in the neck because they'll they potentially blame the agency, for of example, course. where of course, yeah. where actually it's the the lack of information flow or the lack of deliverables that we we've, we've set out previously. So it's really important as part of a build to hit the dates mm. that everyone plays ball and they play it um, and and they're they're their time management and their deliverables that they're passing on to us is are also met and that's where the skill of project management and 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 uh making everything come together is is really is a skill. yeah big time um technical seo you touched on it a, a bit there before obviously sits aside from the more developer world and it moves into the marketing side of things clients uh, uh, businesses have obviously worked hard over you know, quite a long period of time now when they had that platform to build that visibility. How do you speak to them about retaining that equity and moving into that new platform and kind of ease their concerns about drops in, in, in search visibility? Yeah, so um, last thing we want to do is um, take a site, migrate it to M2, and then suddenly they've got a huge drop-off of, of visibility. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is the, the, the initial piece acknowledging that we have a full SEO department, technical SEO content, so on and so forth, is that as part of the initial spec, I would discuss with the client the amount of days that I would recommend for SEO work as part of that, as a as a as an element of the development build. So it could be 10 days SEO, for example. And as part of that, all the work technically and um, so on and so forth is, is done to ensure that authority is maintained. So when we switch on the M2 site and go live, um, that that it that it stabilises. You'd always expect to see a little bit of drop off. 
Yeah. That's normal. Um, what you don't expect to see is is a cliff. Um, and we, I've seen that. Um, so it's really important. Or it well, should we, offer... we pick up rescue jobs based upon yeah. migrations that have gone bad, not because the developer platform is is particularly bad. You know, it's because because of that. You know, they've come with a bit of an SOS. Yeah, absolutely. We see that in development as well. I mean, um, going back to the being uh, the exams that the guys have to go through, guys and girls, um, for um, for the Magento certifications and the exams, they're not easy. Um, so we do get recommended, or, or we do get rescue jobs or hospital jobs come to us mm-hmm. um, because they see our certifications and that offers offers um, peace of mind, obviously. And I've heard, seen some horror stories in the in the uh, you know going with an agent an SEO agency for a Magento build, um, not really got not going to have the experience or the or, or the ability in, internally. Um, it's important to check whether whether um, an agency outsource and who they're outsourcing to and if you're if you know even know about it mm. uh, i've seen agencies or one came to us you know turn over 15-ish million um not a small business um and they'd chosen an agency who'd then outsourced it to a back-end developer in a cottage in wales you know these things happen mm. um and you yeah obviously you should live and learn um but by going with a decent agency you're looking to someone like us to 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 not only just study the ship to yeah. go the extra mile and, and obviously um, exceed their expectations in a way. One hundred percent. As as, a, as an account manager, um, you know that that for me is a really important thing. Mm. You know, for them to kind of see the agency, know the people, you know, have direct conversations with the people who are going to be working that site, and then you really become that extended part of of their team through that. If you get that that bit right. Um, so yeah, John. I suppose where I'd probably end is uh, what if you wait to migrate that's i mean it's a good question it goes back to the uh the one of the first questions i think is you know it's not going to be turned off um however businesses these days we've we've all got audits or accreditations or certifications that you want internally or you want to you want to run best practice you want to be in a position or you know we've got businesses you could be a, a an owner-led business you've got lots of people relying on you and you've got lots of staff you know the last thing you want to do is is not do something that you acknowledge is a, is a risk you know you don't want to why run the risk if yes it's investment but it's it's investment for the future yeah you know we're not saying that it that it might uh, might not make you stop and think and go god we've not done this so long ago we've got to do it again of course there could be a little bit of that um, however, you know it is it is necessary mm. in, in my mind. It's 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 a positive step because Adobe have bought Magento, so the roadmap will be really strong. Some of that will move towards the cloud, of course it will, mm-hmm. um, which we'll probably could cover in a in a in a different chat. Yeah, I mean just just um, on the Adobe buyout Magento, what what's your thoughts on that? Well, where it's come from in the background, previous owners, I think it's a really positive thing. Obviously, they're a juggernaut of a business, and with that comes investment road mapping. They are a cloud business, and, mm-hmm. and there's a huge amount of on-premise uh, deployments of Magento out there. So that is going to be a shift in terms of how agencies sell and and how merchants look at the the provision and the deployment methods that they can choose from. Um, but I would stress, you know, it is going to go to the cloud. But you know, the, it is happening that level of adoption, but it's going to take time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't. I can't give you the. You know, every business is different. Every business mm. has got different motivators. So on-premise versus cloud, it's going to move to the cloud. But 
um, without a doubt. And there's different levels. Um, you know, um, you know, starter cloud all the way up to to ten million pound plus turnover, which is cloud pro, I yeah. believe. Um, so, but the you know again, those conversations because we're we work closely with Magento. I plug Magento in at those points because the light. If you're going for a commerce license with Magento, for example, that is a direct relationship between Merchant and Magento. Yeah, we can help those conversations. We can give advice, but ultimately, it's really important the merchant speaks to Magento as well. Yeah, and that's right. where we can support and plug Magento in as well. Yeah, I mean, it's going back to the you know the what if I wait to my great question. I suppose for me, a big thing is is just to get in touch with you know your agency, people like ourselves, and just just talk to people like yourself john you know and just kind of ease some concerns that they may have you know provide help us to provide reassurances in areas where they might be concerned about but actually it's really exciting what they got to look forward to so mm. it's, it's just it's just through dialogue and through constantly speaking to people that you'll be able to understand as much about this uh migration well m2 as, as possible because i suppose the big thing it can seem quite daunting and quite scary if uh you know, yeah. you kind of sat happy. I think it's an attrition thing. I mean, it, it, software will naturally degrade over time if it's yeah. no longer having uh, patches or security patches or having the level of support that it does currently or is going to go soon. Um, mm. Then you would expect it to degrade over time. So clearly, there's a risk involved in that. So I'd say it's not something that we all understand. There's peak selling times. Everyone's busy. It's not the sole topic within businesses by yes, any means. But it's certainly not something that sh- that, that um, anyone should bury their head in the sand about either. No, definitely. And I think when you talk about the actual lifespan of Magento 1, you think what's happened in the world of e-commerce over the last 10 years. I mean, when are we going back to now, sort of 2008? I don't even think I had an iPhone then or anything like that. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever bought anything online or, yeah, or yeah, exactly. using social media. I think it was just part of that course where things were really turned towards that. So it, it does seem long overdue for Magento to really look at things and, and build. And, and from my experience of people who have done the migration uh, and are sat on M2 now, they are, they are seeing the benefits of that and you know seeing the long-term benefits of how it will secure their platform and help them to really grow as a business as well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's brilliant, John. Thanks for your time. I suppose it's just worth ending on the note that if you have enjoyed the content of the podcast today and do want to listen to more from uh, e-commerce delivered, you can visit the Push On website, which is pushon.co.uk forward slash podcast um and yeah and if you anything that you heard today today's podcast and you want to speak more about john i suppose you're their man if they want to just give you a ring and have a bit of an informal chat about how to move things forward yeah absolutely it's it, we're a very non-pushy um open you know agency so um you know it's it's just a an initial conversation it's really finding out what a requirement is, what the motivators are, uh, and having a, um, a progressive conversation about that, really. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's in, initially how we do it. It's the it's first thing is, is obviously finding out about the business in as much detail as we can, finding about all the, th- th- uh, talking about the subjects that we've covered today, um, uh, and, um, you know, moving things forward so they can migrate in the best way they possibly can. 100%. John, thanks for your time. No problem at all. Thank you.